Hey, I'm Zanzi and welcome to Farmer's Inside Track, episode 181. I'm your host, Dornumdu. Now, for many new farmers, newly commercialized farmers and agricultural workers, accessing arable land and finance to build a sustainable agribusiness is an endless struggle. In South Africa, land reform has been heavily criticized, but instead of adding fuel to the fire, PALS, Partners in Agri-Land Solutions, a private land reform initiative, has taken a different approach, implementing innovative land reform and inclusive growth opportunities for agriculturalists across Mzanzi. We connected with SA PALS national organizer, Lennox Plykis, to share more about this exciting initiative. Lennox, welcome to Farmers Inside Track. It's great to have you with me. I'm so happy to be able to chat to you. We have spoken to Piet Potgieter before about this amazing initiative that you guys are doing and that you're part of to really, you know, grow the agricultural space and really create the social cohesion that's very much needed within our country. But just more about you, you know, where did your journey start in agriculture just as an introduction? Dawn, thanks for having me. And it's indeed a great privilege to be on behalf of Pulse. Partners in AgriLand Solutions. I'm from Ousley. It's a small farming town in the Boland, just next to Sierras, maybe Sierras' little baby brother. Grew up on farms as a farm worker's son. My parents were farm workers. And so obviously I grew up familiar with fruit farming, vegetable farming, and here and there a little bit of livestock from my family background. I spent about 18 years before joining the agricultural sector. I spent 18 years working in government as a head of a correctional center just outside of Woolsley, with a passion for training and developing young people, and in particular young people in the farming communities. So when I joined PALS in 2015, the bigger drawing card for me to the initiative was the opportunity to be part of an initiative that will develop emerging black farmers who are mainly from my kind of background, small farm towns of Sierras, Woolsley, Tolbach, Prince Alfred Hamlet, and the surrounding towns. So I joined PALS in 2015. That was about a couple of months after the farmers launched the PALS initiative in August 2014, yes, with the idea of being part of building an inclusive agricultural sector, especially the idea that farm workers who've invested years and generations of their energy, blood, sweat, and tears into farming businesses that you could never own, but suddenly now, through a PALS initiative, they could become co-owners, co-managers and shareholders and trustees and beneficiaries of these farms. That's what drew me to PALS in 2015. And I've been since then being involved in growing the PALS initiative that has started in Sierras and has now actually made inroads into Mpumalanga with a PALS center launched late last year, 2021. And then also in the free state area of rates in Maluti farming pals that has also been launched in the free state. The initiative is growing and I think there are more provinces that are calling to say, listen, we read and we hear and we see what you do. We would like to be part of growing agriculture inclusively based on the pals example. Yes. Maybe just talk us through some of your business principles. What is it that drives you guys day to day? I think your initiative is absolutely amazing. But just to break it down for us, you know, for someone who might not know about your initiative. What makes PALS different from what we have experienced since 1994, the initiatives driven by the state, PALS have departed from that. Firstly, it's a private sector. It's black and white farmers coming together. It's an initiative by farmers for farmers, recognizing where we come from as South Africa, that not everybody had these wonderful opportunities to own land and to be productive on that land. 
The farmers came together and said, listen, we want to share access to land. We want to share the opportunities on land, but it will be done in a sustainable basis. And how it will be done based on business principles, unlike where you in the past would have a black farmer on a piece of land struggling on his or her own. The idea was to build agricultural enterprises based on sound business principles, good legal foundations, making sure there's bankable business plan, making sure there's inherent, there's skills and expertise transfer to the new emerging black farmer, making sure that you create a supporting environment other than just having access to land, making sure you've got access to afford the inputs that you will put into the land, making sure you've got access to markets from where you can sell the produce from that land. And that in general becomes part of a holistic supporting environment that surrounds this newly established successful commercial black farmer. So that in the main was where we departed from just leaving you on the ground and struggling on your own. That's in the main the departure from Rapel's perspective. The one point that you've also raised or highlighted is that farmers and people within the sector need to have one voice. We need to promote solidarity within the sector. Instead of looking at what divides us, look at what brings us together as a sector. So what would you say to the farmers who might not actually have this view to convince them otherwise? Land reform and agricultural transformation has in the main been driven by government. But we've seen that in spite of a lot of money pumped into it by government, not very much successes can be identified in terms of state-driven land reform and agricultural development programs. It therefore makes sense that the private agricultural sector that has been in existence for centuries in this country, that has built itself in this country. Black and white farmers have done tremendous things in this country in terms of building large-scale farming units where they're being livestock, planted hectares, etc. Farmers know what works in agriculture. Government needs to create an enabling environment and farmers need to farm. So whether you're a black farmer, whether you're a white farmer, it only makes sense that facing the same challenges of in the environment, of cost of trade, the barriers of access to markets, it therefore makes sense that farmers must work together. They must work together. They must become one voice because if they do not become one voice, they cannot give that expert direction to government as only farmers can do with respect to agriculture. We're in a very interesting space and I think you know, with these new era farmers coming up, they operate as business owners. They don't just think of the agricultural production as the one element only. The sector is also becoming very attractive to people. But what would you say to someone who does not have the background and know about what the opportunities are in the sector, a city kid that lives in a township that knows nothing about what's out there? How would you sort of encourage us or advance us to be able to incorporate more people into the space that is not necessarily on a farm living, growing up in an agricultural area? The P in Pulse stands for partnership. And we would encourage people, if you have interest in agriculture, interest in farming, being plantation or livestock, get involved with farming organizations. Partner with people who are already within farming, who are already within agriculture. Get to know your agricultural institutions in your area. Get to know the people already farming. It makes a world of sense that if I want to farm, I would want to learn from somebody who's already farming. And it's important that we create a new culture of, of people loving the land, not for the quick gains because there aren't any quick gains in agriculture, but rather to learn from the land, 
to understand that land is part of nature and that in order to be successful on the land, I need to be able to harness working together with all the elements of nature. And you can only learn that from people who are on the land. You can only learn that from a farmer who've planted this tree and is now for the next five, six, seven years working to make this tree 100% productive in the next six, seven years. So that is the advice I would give to somebody. Get involved. Partner with people who are in the industry, in particular for people from previously disadvantaged communities. Get to know your farms. Who are the farmers? What are they farming with in my area? And then also get to know the institutions that supports farmers. Because farmers can only survive if there's a supporting environment around them. Whether you're a black farmer, whether you are a white farmer, it doesn't matter. Without a supporting environment of expert advisors, your skilled guys in terms of your fertilizer, in terms of your animal specialist, if you don't have that support network, you won't be able to make it on your own. So I would say before you even venture into a farming enterprise, the idea is do some homework. It looks attractive. Somebody spoke earlier about when you look at the buckies and all the, the smart vehicles you see, you know, driven by farmers. And, but get to know them closer. You will understand how long it took them to get there. Some of the farming businesses we see thriving today were building generations. You know, the generations who are currently farming it in the 2000s, today, 2022, are people who are actually now building on the, on the work, the, the foundations that had been laid two or three generations before. Take a long-term approach. Don't go into farming for quick, instant results, but rather learn from guys and whose families have been there for over the past decades and multiple generations. Yes. A lot of what you spoke about earlier is around empowering agricultural workers. I think there's so many people that have worked the land and have been part of this country feeding the nations that are very much overlooked. The unsung heroes is what we refer to them within agriculture at Food from Zanzi. How can farmers themselves you start incorporating practices or ideas to be able to give the recognition that the agricultural workers deserve, but also to better practice, especially around upskilling, ensuring that they have what they need to survive and live with dignity, for example? What would you say to that? In responding to that, I would first want to acknowledge the many commercial farmers who are already doing it in terms of giving recognition. I've been invited over the past seven years since being involved in the agricultural sector. I've been invited on several occasions to address Chiva's ceremonies for farm workers. I've seen farmers get recognition for 43 years of service, for being the best irrigation specialist, for being the best production output person. There's a lot of recognition that's been given on a lot of the farms, in particular in my experience in the Western Cape. But I believe there can still be much more done to do that, yes. I must also tell you that the agricultural sector is so organized in terms of training facilities, in terms of training institutions. There's a huge investment made, you know, to train farm workers in the areas of plant production, in the areas of ABED levels, in the areas of technical tractor operators, etc. There's a huge investment. But we are saying, what more can be done? We are saying as PALS, on top of that, let's create opportunities for them to grow economically with us as commercial farmers. Let's develop the business acumen. Let's empower people into new leadership roles. They are technically savvy. Our people have worked the land. You can't tell them anything. Let's add on top of that the business acumen. Let's share financial knowledge. And let's share owning the land through initiatives like Pial's. Obviously, it comes with finance. To get ownership, it comes with finance. 
We are saying start small. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. Don't go big when you start, but what can we do? Are there portions of land we can set aside and say, on this portion of land, I'd like to do something, or I would like to subdivide an existing piece of land and start a small project and bring in those that I want to recognize for their years-long service investment and giving into my business, giving them an opportunity to start co-owning, co-managing, and start growing with me economically as a farm owner. It's not easy, but we're saying those small gains make a difference. Thank you so much for your time, Lennox. Maybe just the last and final message to our listeners of Farmers Inside Track. Let's love our farmers. Black, white, let's love our farmers. South Africa has got a growing population like the African continent. And you know, our farmer population is not growing. It means as the population of people in this country is growing, the number of people producing the food is not growing. It should scare us, right? How do we show appreciation? Let's work with our farmers. Let's make farmer safety, farmer security. Let's make it a national issue. Let's make it our own concern. If my farmers are not safe, I'm not safe. If my farmers are not secured, I'm not secured. Because if a farmer don't produce, there might not be food on the table. And we know what are the dangerous effects if people are not fed. You get no social harmony. You will have service delivery protests. You will have people rioting and destroying. We should not only recognize farmers when it's disasters. During COVID, it is commercial farmers, black and white, who contributed to alleviating the numerous disasters, whether it was drought, whether it was flooding, whether it was COVID itself. So I'm saying, let's appreciate the resource that we as South Africans have in our farm. Hashtag love your farmer. Hashtag love your farmer. I love it. Very popular Minister of Agriculture for the love of agriculture. For the love of agriculture. Thank you so much, Lennox. It's been an absolute pleasure chatting to you and everything of the best with your work at PALS. Thank you very much. And in PALS, we believe in growing together. And that brings us to the end of this edition. It was such a pleasure connecting with you, SA PALS national organizer, Lennox Plykes. Now, for more on this exciting initiative, you can, of course, go to www.foodformzanzi.co.za. From me, Dawn Numdu, our producer, Megan van der Fendt, and the rest of the Food Form Zanzi team have an absolutely amazing week. Bye for now. Life in South Africa can be a lot. I mean, scroll through Twitter for a minute and tell me I'm wrong. Thank God for South Africans though, right? We're inspiring and even on the bad days, we fight back with a smile. That's why I love Food Form Zanzi so much. They're not ashamed to celebrate the ordinary unsung heroes who work every day to put food on our nation's tables. Go to foodformzanzi.co.za and never miss an inspiring story.